five, four, three, eight, ninety. It's DTS 187. We got another TWAB, information about timelines, a couple things pushed back, and some info on sandbox tuning changes. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody? It's Destiny, the show. Welcome to it. I did the intro weird, but whatever. We are the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. We're going to do a puppy update. We're going to do a weather update. We're going to hear about Diddy's morning, and then I'll probably talk about Warframe and uh, Monster Hunter for about two and a half minutes, and then we'll get into the news. Sound good? Absolutely. Weather update, of course. Sunny and 60s. I hate it. Why? Beginning of February... I like the cold, oh and I'm tired gosh. of, oh my gosh. I don't know, first world problems. I'm tired of having nice weather all the time. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Dude. Wow. All right. Like, so you went so, to Cars and Coffee this morning, right? Well, yeah, by accident. So <laughs> um, we were we took the dogs to the park to play this morning, and then we went to, to get breakfast, uh, Starbucks and Einstein's, of course. Oh, and yum. then And then we were driving around. We were going to a spot where we... I used to play Pokemon Go for a couple, like a year or two ago, whenever it was super popular. And we went back, and said, "Yeah, hey, let's fire it up, play some Pokemon." And we drove past the location where uh, Cars and Coffee is, and mm-hmm. it was just total by accident. And I'm driving right, driving up the road. I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's a really nice Corvette. It's one of those Z series new ones." And then we pull up to this light, track ready Nissan GTR right next to us, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful car." Look at that. Look at those tires. Look at that spoiler. It's, it sounds amazing. Light turns green. We go through the light. Come in the opposite direction down the road. Seven Lamborghinis in a row. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, something's going on. And then we see all these people like walking across the street. They're parking their cars. They're walking over to this location. I say, okay, we got to figure out what's going on. So we circle back around and uh, we find that, oh, there's a car show, a dealership right here holding a car show. And it was just beautiful. Saw some really nice old-timey cars. Um, saw just a ton of, like, track-ready cars, and it was just really cool to see. And I looked it up. Oh, duh, cars and coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there. I'm really jealous. I want to go to some of those car meets. If you're in Colorado, uh, it's just not productive to own a sports car. So let's just say there's very <laughs> few of those. There's a lot of the giant jacked-up trucks with turbo diesel and, like, they're lifted and none of these guys, like, actually use the truck bed for work. <laughs> so I, if it snows here, too, I mean, it's probably expensive to have a car, insure one of those big cars when it snows so many months out of the year. It is really funny you say that because I have a coworker who has a lifted truck with off-road tires. Yeah. Never takes it off the road. Mm. And we were making fun of him the other day and, like, you're the, you've got this car with these amazing like rock crawling setup the, mm-hmm. the lift it's, it's raised seven inches or, or something ridiculous with these tires and it's just like man i gotta keep it on the road those parts are expensive that's like, right what? what what you just dropped your gas <laughs> mileage by 10 just so your car can look cool i mean but I guess, he looks cool did he and he I, feels good driving down the cool. road i guess so i mean in the case of zombie apocalypse or nuclear apocalypse and his car is still running he's going to be the one to go to so yep. he'll have the last laugh. Very good. Monster Hunter. 
It's really good. I talked That's to you guys a little bit about it last week. You said Warframe in the intro, so you need to I talk did. about I did, I know, I know. And I actually played a little bit more Warframe <laughs> this week, and I think they're getting ready to unvault a couple of frames this next week. So if you guys are Warframe players, be paying attention. Maybe dev stream again soon for them potatoes. But Monster Hunter, I've put a silly amount of time into. It's the most fun with a game I've had since Rise of Iron, but it's also dangerous. Because like the first 20 <laughs> hours, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. I like it. But then you get to high rank. And high rank is kind of like once you've hit max light level, or not max light level, but basically when you finish the story in Destiny and now it's time to get up to end game, okay? And the sets get cooler and the weapons get better and the monsters get harder and there's more and more monsters. It is a very dangerous game because I look over at the clock and it's 11 or 11.30 at night and I've got work the next morning. And it's, I have not had a game where three and four hours just disappear in a heartbeat. It is not very courteous to your time, okay? Some of these sets take like <laughs> six seven hours worth of grinding but it's so addictive dude that's awesome you've been streaming it a lot too a couple nights a week <laughs> yeah it's been fun there's a lot of veterans out there in the monster hunter like franchise and some of them hang out in the chat gt he's been giving me all sorts of advice he played like monster hunter 4 and 3 and anyway it's a really good game i do recommend it and destiny players some of you will resonate with it not all of you but if you're looking for a good progression game what number would Monster Hunter World be? Since you said Monster Hunter 4 and 5, what, what number would Monster Hunter World be? Uh, it comes, well, it's hard to say because, A, Japan has a bunch of Monster Hunter games that never oh, got ported yeah. to the West. So, like, here's, like, the I think the order of operations. Monster Hunter 3, Monster Hunter 4, those are 3DS games. Then you have Monster Hunter Double Cross, which just came out on the Switch last year. And then you have Monster Hunter World, which is the console release. So... I don't know if this technically counts as Monster Hunter 5 <laughs> or if you're going to have a Monster Hunter 5 on the DS and they bring it some to others. Mm. So like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate Edition comes. It's Capcom, right? So <laughs> Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, Ultra Street Fighter 4. <laughs> so they're not afraid to, to do that with their releases. I'm yeah, guessing... A few more adjectives and numbers. Got it. Nice. Exactly. Very Japanese. So, <laughs> All right. This week, we got a Destiny 2 development roadmap infographic. A couple of things getting pushed back that were really sad about. Mods 2.0 getting pushed into May as well as some interesting notes from Josh Hamrick about sandbox changes. Oh boy, strap in. We've experienced these before, so I bet you have an idea where we're going. <laughs> so did you and I last week really enjoyed the TWAB. Daniel Akinpah brought with him a lot of insight and transparency, but I would say this week's TWAB is more a return to Bungie's usual TWABiness. Would you agree? <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I really enjoyed Mr. Akinpah's diction. By the way, Akinpah is a fantastic last name. It definitely sounds like something that a Dragon Ball Z character would say as he's powering up or something. Akinpah! <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, so, just saying. Thank you very much for your for your verbiage last week. Um, did not continue. <laughs> yeah. Mixed, I mean... Mixed bag, I'm glad we got an infographic showcasing the timeline they've talked about with the development roadmap, but a few key things here, and we'll link the uh, TWAB on our website, destinytheshow.com, or you can go to Bungie.net and find it for yourself, depending on when you're listening to this, though, it might be easier. Go to our website, website. because Bungie.net is awful. <laughs> Don't get Diddy started on a clan features <laughs> rant. Don't do it. We've oh had that gosh. conversation before. Let us sort names alphabetically, Bungie, or let us I sort names you. by any metric. I dare you to go to your Bungie profile and find any Destiny stats or Halo stats ever. 
I dare you. <laughs> it, Easily. It can't be done. It can't be done. <laughs> All right. So with the development update stuff, we just got the patch that went live this last week with the Masterworks armor, the raid reward improvements, and all the stuff we talked about in last week's show. February 27th is when the next update is happening. That's 1-1-3. And then March 27th is the last update of Season 2, and then Season 3 goes live in May. I'm just going to throw this out here. If you're going to patch the game on February 27th, I don't think it's appropriate to call that a February patch, even though it is <laughs> technically February. You're a day before the end of the month, right? Yeah, that seems to be... Uh, because some of these details, right, or features that are listed in this development roadmap, not just in the February section, they said, yeah, these are slated for February. And yeah, we didn't expect it February 1st, right? But... February 27th seems to be slightly unfair in your uh, semantics uh, yeah. to, to expectations. <laughs> There's not a lot of breathing room. Let's just put it that way. It feels like the school assignment that you slip under the teacher's door as he's locking up for the night, you know? <laughs> anyway, Too Mods 2.0, we were expecting to come out in February, and that has now been pushed back to May. And for season three, they don't give an exact launch date, so... And it's also a stretch goal. They have a little asterisk for certain elements on this infograph saying these are stretch goals that have a chance to slip to a later release. That is a significant blow, I feel. And even though I didn't think they were going to be able to completely overhaul mods, pushing this back to May, and if you follow this timeline, late May, and it may even get pushed back later, you just got to scratch your head and go, what's the deal, you guys? Yeah, and I think it's important to say, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, I just want to briefly mention that they do specify this as a season three feature. And if we remember a couple of weeks back, the first development update uh, of the new year had that breakdown of what classifies as an expansion, what classifies as a seasonal feature, and what classifies as an Eververse feature. And uh, since they're marketing it here or advertising it here as a season three update, uh, I don't think that it will require DLC two to do these quality of life changes. Now, I'm not gonna say that's the same for everything on this list, but with the mods specifically, I would assume since they're revamping a whole new system uh, into the game, I think that would be available to everyone, regardless if you own the DLC or not. Yeah, so let's hit on the February 27th patch. Nightfall scoring and high score tracking are coming. Emblem Aura rework. Fire team members on the destination map. Public, uh, PC public. Uh, that is my water heater. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a dog. Yeah, there's like sediment in the water heater, or somebody's knocking, but it's the water heater. Uh, PC public text chat opt in. Did you pointed out you have to opt in for public text chat on the PC? What what is this Nintendo levels of family friendliness? Yeah, that was very strange. There's probably going to be a prompt when you first log in, opt in to PC chat, and every PC player on the planet is going to do it. But it just seems like it should be enabled by default. It should be opt out instead of opt in. I think that's just you know. Make sure you My send opinion. me your friend ID first, Diddy. That way you don't send me anything inappropriate, okay? I need to know your little friend number and confirm it with my adult uh, guardian before we can do this, all right? I'm going to send you my social security number as well, just so that you can do a thorough background check before you accept my requests. And include the PayPal password. It doesn't work without that. Mm, okay, got it. Exotic repetition reduction, companion mod and shader interactions, companion, companion vendor viewing. Woo, big big patch okay the scoring is cool i think scoring is definitely pretty cool 
the text chat's neat destination map yay but none of these things are going to bring lapsed players back and so what do we yeah these are all small quality of life improvements you know they're nice to have but we're regaining ground here we're getting back up uh to you know premium quality of life destiny content and i also say here at the bottom the stretch goal for this february 27th patch is the nightfall strike unique rewards so uh, that's something to look forward to you're moving at a snail's pace i can i can hear the sarcasm <laughs> in your voice diddy what's happening in march in the uh 114 update so we have the well let's start with the stretch goal right stretch goal for march is going this march 27th of course end of the month uh <laughs> exotic weapon slash armor sandbox changes so the uh, first time that we see a nice hopefully nice weapon tuning and armor tuning update it's going to be the end of the first quarter march 27th going down the list here weapon ability slash sandbox changes so those is, are the guaranteed like general changes, yeah. not the exotics. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, the heroic strike modifiers, nice. Iron Banner six v six, not general six v six, just Iron Banner six v six. We'll hit on that in a second. Weekly crucible playlist, including mayhem, nice. Uh, crucible ammo and gameplay tuning, nice. Nightfall challenge cards, awesome. Crucible quitter penalties. Thank you. And repeat crucible map slash strike protection. So you're not going to be doing uh, the inverted spire every single time in a row. Yeah. So or no, no, no. Exodus crash. That's the yeah. one everyone hates. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, two things that stand out to me here before we touch on 66. The first is uh, we are getting ability and weapon sandbox changes. Hammerick later in the TWAB touches on those and we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, Iron Banner 6v6. Uh, wait, I, I said two things and I didn't actually get to the second thing. <laughs> um, these all have to happen. Like all of these improvements are cool, especially like the nightfall challenge cards, the modifiers on strikes, repeat crucible map and strike protection. All great, but you got to admit that's almost April. It's almost April when we're mm -hmm. going to be getting those. And just, I hate to echo this over and over again, but Bungie, an all hands on deck approach to achieve these improvements in this smaller time frame would help regain back trust from your player base. And these are taking so long, you can sort of infer it's just the live team working on these again. <laughs> it's just a subset of your 900 person crew. And I bet you 700 of that crew are working on DLCs and premium paid content. Nobody's going to want to buy the premium paid content if you can't support a thriving, enjoyable ecosystem of a game. Yeah, I agree. And to be fair, to the live team's credit, they have experience in this field because this is pretty much exactly a carbon copy of Destiny yep. 1 launch. Right? Uh -huh. These tuning changes, May, uh, March 27th, end of the quarter, we had an April update that did some drastic tuning changes in Destiny 1 right before uh, the May release of that DLC, which was House of Wolves. So... Uh, very, very similar. So I think uh, March, April-ish is going to be a time for uh, some nice tuning changes to test out. Yeah. 6v6 for Iron Banner. I guess that's not what we were expecting. I think we were expecting a 6v6 dedicated playlist selectable at any time. Sounds like they're going to uh, squish 6v6 into a weekly rotational playlist of some type because at that same time, we've got a weekly Crucible playlist returning like Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to say, 
the timing of all of this is all before season three, right? And season three is May-ish, right? Obviously, yes, they want to do the seasons with the DLC releases. However, season one to season two was only three months after launch. Now we're going five months after the season yep. change, five, six yep. months after the season change. Uh, like for that timeline, we can have season changes without DLC updates, I think. And with a sandbox tuning change that we see specified in the March 27th uh, development path, I think that'd be a nice point in time to introduce season three, right? Obviously, there are some other features that they want to introduce with season three, but I think that would be a nice title, you know? Every three months, you get a new season, no matter what. There you go. That that would be nice so that we know every three months on a consistent basis, it's going to be a new season update. That's, I mean, yeah. March, we were expecting March <laughs> to be the launch of season three, not May. Like, that's a huge gap. You just skip over April completely there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway, uh, all that leads us into season three, which Diddy confirms your delay of the spring DLC to now. I consider May, especially like late May, if it's going to be late May. You're basically into summer at that point. Yeah. So, summer. just like House of Wolves, looks like that's when the DLC is going to be coming out. Eater of Worlds Prestige Mode coming in May. Let's hammer on that point for a second because it smells of bungee, does it not? The way that they insert this here instead of Prestige Mode coming out sometime in Season 2 makes me completely believe we are not going to be getting another raid layer in May. Maybe in June, maybe in July, but why would they do the Prestige Mode as the raid line there? in the timeline instead of saying what they've already said before hey look at the timelines you've got the second raid layer coming out and we assumed with dlc too i could be wrong but i'm just saying this reeks of something very bungee ish this is too long (laughs) yeah for for hard mode version of the raid layer yeah the raid layer is a smaller raid and now okay if you wanted to see how the new raid mods affected the raid environment, how players played the raid, which, by the way, thank you, community. You confirmed. You, you, oh man, you made me so happy. Five-second callus kill with these new raid mods with six gunslinger hunters with Nighthawk. That was beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I love yes. seeing that, dude. That's the power that of fantasy awesome. I want to see in Destiny. Man, that was awesome. Uh, and I knew it would happen. I didn't quite expect it so soon. It was like the day of. It was yeah. fantastic. But this is too long, right? Depending on the timeline, like we said, of the launch of Season 3 in May, right? If it's a, a week or two weeks before DLC 2, fine, whatever. But DLC 2, we're expecting a new raid layer, right? I mean, they haven't... Yes, yes. They've... I mean, okay. Yes, whatever. they've alluded whatever I was to say. it. It's happening before next fall. There, there's going to be another raid layer, right? What what are you going to do with this prestige mode this late in the game, right? Are you going to push back the raid layer for DLC 2 launch? I mean, obviously, there's always been a staggered release to get people geared up with the new systems and everything, but that's, I mean, man. And they've also said, Diddy, just to throw this in here, prestige mode for Eater of Worlds is not going to involve new mechanics for the most part. It's just going to be higher health harder. pools and, and harder hitting enemies. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's keep reading on here. Um, Seasonal Crucible rankings is coming. The ranking stuff is coming in May. 
Private matches, my screen just went dark. So private matches is going in May. Please wake up screen. Please, please. It's taking 100 years. There we go. Vault, Vault space, space increase. increase. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the multi-emote wheel, exotic masterworks, seasonal vendor progression, factional faction rallies, just vague garbage at the end of it. And then mod system improvements, which are a stretch goal. So mod 2.0, which started this conversation, is now looking like May. So what can you say, dude? It's a stinking place to be at where... All these improvements have to happen for D2 to improve. But the time yeah. frame in which they're improving shows kind of where it sits on their priority list, I guess. It's like we are an aircraft carrier. Destiny 2 is an aircraft carrier at sea, right? Yeah. Try and make a U-turn in an aircraft carrier. Not quick. Mm -mm. Not quick. It's nope. going to take a while. I mean, obviously don't know current specs on some aircraft cruisers they could probably turn around really quick but it's gonna take a minute right <laughs> and that seems to be the way now that yes course correction is happening obviously it's not the pace we want it to and i really like that they provided this developer update but i really wanted okay so last week's developer update was really great lots of information lots of good concrete details great this is not as great but it's good as well. It gives us an update on some of those features or improvements that they talked about in previous weeks. Do yeah. it again next week. Keep us updated. Don't leave us in the dark about any of these changes because if we have to keep poking you, hey, what about this, right? And then it's like, oh, crap. Person at Bungie, oh, man, I, I forgot about that. We, we got to talk about that, but, oh, man, we'll just leave it for next week. No, yeah. no, talk about it. Talk about it next week. Tell me. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the Josh Hamrick section talking about the update that we're going to be getting for the sandbox changes coming in March, end of March, I should say. So I'm going to read through the giant list, Diddy, then we'll give our feedback at the end. They're making all three glides, catapult, strafe, lift, um, all buffed, basically. All three glides plus catapult and strafe, lift, sorry, I misread that, uh, have been retuned and buffed to make them more unique and faster. The mobility stat has had its range expanded and been completely retuned. In short, everybody gets faster and the high end is higher. The player's ground speed cap has been increased, allowing for faster total movement speed regardless of how you may get there. Arc Strider Sentinel and Striker all move faster and at the same speed as one another while in their supers. Arc Strider as a whole is performing well in PvP, but mostly due to its neutral game perks. We've made the following changes in an effort to get the super to be more competitive. Faster attack animations, faster dodge animations, increased range of all the attacks, supers recharge faster for everyone, exclamation point. We've buffed several weapon archetypes, including, but not limited to, hand cannons, pulse rifles, sniper rifles, and shotguns, and a few specific perks as well. A key goal here is to make shotguns, snipers, and fusion rifles more prevalent in the game. Fusion We've also been working side by side with our friends on PvP to increase the pace of PvP combat and the frequency of the power plays. Here's a sneak peek at their hard work. So he's basically saying, I think this was phrased horribly, but he's talking about the guys who actually designed like the, the game mode changes in PvP. So here we go. For quick play, respawn times have been decreased. Power ammo respawn timers for all quick play modes have been reduced by 30%. Those power ammo respawn timers in survival and countdown have been reduced 40% in survival and 25% in countdown. Ammo counts have been adjusted in relation to these timers and in relation to the weapon type. Enemy players now drop their power ammo on death. The dropped brick is available to anybody for pickup uh, or 30 seconds until 30 seconds have passed. 
Finally, the shoulder charge changes that went in a couple of months ago have been fully reverted. Shoulder charges movement utility was perceived as a more valuable, um, the movement portion was more valuable than its damage utility, which made it feel bad to actually hit somebody with it. Uh, the goal of the untargeted distance nerf was to discourage using the ability as a movement mode by making it only effective when using it against enemies. Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's hit on the power ammo stuff for me. Seems like they're just making power ammo much more prevalent in the game, and especially having ammo bricks drop. Is this D1 again, Diddy? What is this? Yeah, that's that's a change that they removed in Destiny 1 because they thought oh, people have super, or sorry, heavy the whole match, right? I guess now with heavy machine guns not in the game, that's going to be less of an issue than Destiny 1 launch, but more power ammo, I don't think that's a good solution there. Yeah, my thinking on that is power ammo is already something that, at least in quick play game types, is up fairly often, and you're having to run to pick up those power ammo deposits regularly. By increasing the amount of those power ammo drops off of the wall consoles, you're going to have people segregating around that portion of the map. I mean, that's where map control is really going to be defined, is hanging out around the power ammo, which is fine, but those maps were not designed initially with that in mind. So those chokes and those play spaces aren't designated to be the main action points of the map for the most part. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. The whole update here, I think there's one sentence that the player base, and I could be wrong, but most of the player base cares about deeply. And of course, when it comes to sandbox stuff, we never get the full information. So here we go. We've buffed several weapon archetypes, including but not limited to hand-gated pulse rifles, sniper rifles, and shotguns. The player base really, I think, wants to know and have a deep dive on what weapons are you buffing, how are you buffing them? Percentages, numbers, all that stuff. And let's talk about faster time to kills across the board. You guys are skirting around the elephant in the room, which the community is screaming to you about. Drop the time to kill, please. Or tell us why you're not going to. And instead, I feel like they're doing everything they can to go around that issue, such as we're reducing the cooldowns, obviously, on heavy ammo so if there's more heavy ammo they're killing each other faster for sure oh yeah great and you're now really fast and the respawn like death timers are way way less so you're going to be up more you're going to be running more it's going to be super that's how we're going to speed the gameplay up instead of just hitting it head on what are you going to do to address faster time to kill with the primary weapons and if that's not the direction you want to take and you're testing you're like no we don't want to go back to that d1 style of gameplay please give us a well-constructed argument as to why right yeah, I agree. And obviously, we're going to have to see how it plays, right, in, yep. in, on our console. Totally. But on paper, looking at these power ammo changes, I can kind of anticipate their line of thinking. Well, we're giving it more often, but we're giving you less per pickup. So yes. hypothetically, I have a rocket launcher. Right now, currently in the game, I get two rockets, hypothetically. And if I get less heavy ammo on that pickup, I only get one rocket. It makes me really focus on the optimal kill or the optimal cluster of kills or use for that one rocket until it spawns again. And instead of, oh, I missed one, I can just fire my second one. Mm -hmm. it, it kind of forces the player to optimize that shot. But, I mean, is it worth it? <laughs> yeah, it's like you said. It's like, okay, we're giving you more drops, but we're removing ammo from those drops. So, yeah, snipers are going to be up more often, but 
there's only going to be two shots in your your sniper. So make them make them count, or just make sure you do a grocery run back to the ammo dispenser to to pick one up when it's done. It's really uh, nice that you uh, mentioned snipers because that's a good segue oh. later on in the twab. <laughs> I'll just summarize here. Hey, there's a bug with flinch. We don't we don't know how to fix it yet, but we're gonna. So <laughs> some of you have talked about how hard they flinch. You're totally right. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna be bugged. It's gonna be bugged for a bit. Yeah. So they they did address for context. They did address that they're looking at sniper flinch and how it affects gameplay. And in looking at it, they found a bug. Don't know how to fix it yet. So soon, TM. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Deep changes to the art of each of the individual snipers in the game. Interesting. So art. Why? What would art play into it? The scope in animation or something? I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't go to down that rabbit hole. <laughs> That's your twab mixed bag from us, opinion-wise. Obviously, like, like you said, Diddy, I like seeing these timelines. I like actually hearing from the devs about what's going on behind the scenes. But it's still very traditional Bungie in how they are communicating those changes vaguely, right? We want to know percentages of what's being buffed, why it's being buffed. Tell us numbers, not... Yeah, we tuned that a little bit, so... Mm -hmm. Yep. And maybe you could call me a hypocrite because they obviously did tell us the percentage timers that the cooldowns are changing for the power ammo bricks. Alrighty. With all that said, what's coming up soon is February 8th is the Activision Blizzard investor earnings call where they're going to go over the quarter four numbers. Expect nothing but a huge celebration of the launch of Overwatch League. Also, if Activision's tweet proves true, which obviously would be, COD was the number one, World War II was the number one selling console game in North America in 2017 with Destiny right behind it in number two. I would not expect any insights from that call addressing player engagements or dropped monthly active users. I am going to pay close attention to the monthly active user count and compare it to the previous quarter to see if we can identify the trend there, but usually they lump all their games together so it's going to be active activision's monthly active users and with cod mm -hmm. launching in november i doubt you're going to be able to infer a destiny population drop from anything else yeah and if we think about what happened in quarter four of last year that's october november and december we had destiny 2 pc launch which destiny yep. 2 is already having some issues with player population by the time the pc launched but that's obviously going to bring the population monthly active users up again and then we also had the Curse of Osiris DLC launching. So uh, those two things happened. They're probably going to have a celebration, like you said. Yeah, that's how it always works with these calls. Even if there was like, let's say the roof was on fire. They would not talk about it in the call because you're talking to the investors, man. You're talking anybody. It's a public call. All of the publicly traded companies on Wall Street, even if the company is going down the drain, like I feel bad for GoPro. GoPro is struggling huge because... <laughs> They've spent ridiculous amounts more than what they're actually earning. Their operating costs continue to go up while their revenue is declining. They've had to lay off a bunch of people, but you're still going to hear in the quarterly calls, like they'll spin it positively, like we've had to knock $100 off the camera uh, because we think it's totally the right thing to do. And we've had to discontinue <laughs> the Karma drone uh, because, you know, we realize that's not the trend that we want to pursue right we think, now. Yeah, we think our uh, investments should be spent elsewhere or like our time, yeah. or our efforts should be spent elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's going to do it for DTS 187. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D I T T Y DTS, and lurking around in someone's stream, twitch.tv slash BBK Dragoon.
Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show at Destiny the Show on Twitter. Hop into our Discord, Discord Discord.me slash Destiny Discord. the Show. Discord. Discord. Dishwasher. Oh, gosh. Dishwasher the Show. Uh, you can follow me at PBK Dragoon on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, like Diddy said. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk with you next time. Thank you.